You're home alone. There's a knock at the door. Two kids are asking to use your phone. When you go to let them in, you stop yourself when you notice something sinister. Pale skin, black eyes, and an overwhelming sense of dread. This week's episode, Black-Eyed Kids. Up in the night, your heart fills with dread. Probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> something i was going to tell you and i don't remember what it was so i've had i volunteered to feed my friend's dog all week oh what kind of dog is it uh she's giant and she's brindle and she's beautiful and her name's lula lula like cholula Uh, oh that's cute but i have to walk in the dark and this week's topic has just made me scared to walk in the dark yeah and then i saw a guy going pee pee in the park across from my house and i was like it's a multi-function park people play tennis in the day just was urine. he just out under a, one of the lights out there? He was uh, parked his truck and then just sort of walked out in the forest and was standing <laughs> as if he were peeing. But, I mean, who knows what he was doing? And then oh, just got back man. in the truck and walked away. And I was like, of all the places to stop, there's gas stations yeah. like fairly near. There's a qu- very nice quick trip. Yeah. I, I love, love quick trip. Love a good quick oh, trip. my God. Quick trip is by far the best gas. I don't even consider it a gas station. It's like an experience. It's, it is an experience. It's very nice. And it's all you, know, you can stop there day or night in any mm-hmm. neighborhood, even if it's like a, a less safe neighborhood. Yeah. You know, the Quick Trip's always like a good yeah. begin. They got point. wonderful milkshakes. Nice bathrooms. Nice bathrooms. Good sandwich selection. Oh, really? And then some even have like... The little thing where you can order, like, fresh food. Oh, get out. Oh, they've got pizzas, grilled cheeses. You can get extra things on them. My problem is Very the, good. The, the gas station food app frequently doesn't have a gluten-free option. Oh. So I'm just like, I'll I, eat. If any would, Quick Trip would. They probably would. I'll just eat a bag of Doritos. That's pretty good. Are those much. gluten-free? Yeah. All corn corn chips and cheese oh, powder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you have flour, flour tortillas? Hell no, I cannot. Oh, that's a bummer, mm, man. I've had so many this weekend. Have you really? Yeah. I, when I was a kid, we used to take flour tortillas and slather them in butter. Oh, yeah. Classic. I, I ate those yesterday. God damn We it. went to Matt's. and it be nice. My God, it was. It was really good. No, I can eat my diet is largely it should be like meat and vegetables but it's mostly corn based things mm. like i eat like corn checks or corn chips oh corn checks are really good they're really good they have cinnamon corn checks i just eat like so many that. nachos my favorite food is nachos i wish i was classier and my favorite food was like lobster or caviar <laughs> i like lobster nachos yeah, lobster nachos like, would be good i really like nachos caviar nachos no, i don't know not so much. Not, not so much unless the chip was like I don't know. Fish. I was trying. I was was like an oyster. Back from what you gave. Would that work? At uh, there's a sushi place that has like sushi nachos, but it's a tostito scoop. Like, don't bullshit me. They're like a whatever corn bowl, and I was like, that's a literal just. I don't. I know what a tostito scoop looks like, and it fucking looks like that. They're at a Delot. They have the Dorito ceviche. 
Oh, that's nice. It's weird though. Oh, is it? It's I like Doritos, Doritos, Doritos with ceviche on top. Of I like Doritos Locos Tacos. Like till the oh, cows come home. Oh, Doritos Locos Tacos and Weight Watchers have less points than any of the other tacos. Oh, what? I don't understand how. I'm that's signing up. Possible. <laughs> I'd be in. I'd be into doing Weight Watchers if I can eat. I ate four Jack in the Box tacos the other day, and oh, I ate McDonald's for breakfast. Good as hell, though. I ate like trash. <laughs> I love Jack in the Box, and I never eat there. But I really appreciate that they break the boundaries of a burger fast food restaurant and have like egg rolls, yeah, and tacos, egg sandwiches, yeah. Someone recently introduced think outside me. the box. The, they think, think outside, outside the, the Jack in the Box. Look at that. Someone oh, man. recently introduced me to dipping Jack in the Box tacos in, as he says, buttermilk sauce. Very delicious. What is buttermilk sauce? It's ranch, but but at Jack in the Box, the packaging says buttermilk oh, sauce. Oh man, it technically is ranch. Do I know this person? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, I think I know who that is, and that's ridiculous. Call it ranch, like everyone else <laughs> the in package, the world. To be fair, the package says buttermilk sauce. Does he also say, does he say, I'm going to dip my fry in this fancy ketchup. <laughs> yeah, it's from it Whataburger? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> the Whataburger ketchup, though, is fancy. I feel like it's appropriately named because I do feel like it's They fancier. make it themselves in a factory in like South really? Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Heinz. It's Whataburger brand ketchup. Like, they So control. it is fancy. It's very fancy. They also have the spicy one, which is nice. Yeah, it's good. I prefer a regular, but it's you, still yeah. nice. It's good. Yeah. yeah, it just makes it up, but yeah. I can talk about fast food for another hour and a half. Yeah, we could have a podcast about But what you should food. watch out, there's the Jack in the Box off of 30 and Garland Road is where I always go, and there's a guy there that I was in the drive-thru at like one in the morning, and he rolled up on a bicycle, and my natural reaction to anything uh, is to scream. Uh, just <laughs> That's fair. Just to scream, and I was like t- looking at my phone because I was sitting at the drive-thru, and it inevitably takes like two hours at that. It takes four, like 45 minutes. And I looked up from my phone and I just screamed at him. And he was like, I'm sorry. That's that's the reaction most people give me. And I was Aww. just like, well, but don't linger outside of a car. Was he like next to your car? Yeah. He was right in front of my car. What was he doing? Just lingering. He wanted like, I think he wanted us to buy him food. And I felt bad. Oh, but well, I was just like, dude. I was startled. And it was yeah. like late at night. And we were just like, I was like, keep the window. I was that's like, not are, are we bad people? <laughs> yeah, I was like, are we bad people? And the person was like, no, like, it's like, like 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. Like, we leave the doors locked. That's like, scary. We don't live in the freaking... Uh, where was that what was that movie where they all are black and white but then they turn color Pleasantville yeah we don't live in Pleasantville (laughs) what a reference that's almost (laughs) as bad as all of our references after our show the other night (laughs) talking about where the heart is and Mrs. Winterborn oh man I will say shout out to Hannah Vaughn the the prolific stand-up comedian and also host of Baby Banks podcast and just a very nice human a fucking brilliant phenomenal human and a great friend she texted me her a screenshot that she had r- rented Mrs. Winterborn on <laughs> Amazon Prime and I was like buckle up sister. no one has watched this but Heather who rehashed the entire plot very enthusiastically in there's like a lot, 10 there's minutes a- not even a couple movies. There's a lot of movies that if you're like, hey, what happened in... Uh, my friend Gypsy always says Paranormal Activity. She, one time she goes, I've never seen any of those movies, and I acted out all four movies. <laughs> well, if if you've seen one, you've seen all of them. That's not true. They kind of go downhill after I the first one. I point you to my one-woman show, Heather McKinney, Paranormal Activity. <laughs> I would love to see that at a block party. <laughs> Just me acting out my movies. Well, you know who I never want to see at a block party? I don't want to see these, these people. M- these motherfuckers. <laughs> They're going to sneak up on you at the Jack in the Box. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the that is prime place. Place for a black-eyed child. I didn't know to approach you. I don't know what a well, and I see him say it call them black-eyed kids or black-eyed children. Yeah, so it's interchangeable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Black-eyed, not to be confused with black-eyed peas. (laughs) Fergie, Will I am, or the 
delicious side dish. You make them every New Year's Day for good luck. Yes. Eatable. Uh, I feel like Black Eyed Peas, the band, is like Seinfeld with the three tenors where they're like Pavarotti, whatever, and, <laughs> and the other, other guy. guy. Yeah. It's like the Black Eyed Peas is like, Will I am. Fergie, Fergie and, and the other two dudes. The other dude. Nobody knows who they are. Well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And today we are discussing the fucking Black Eyed Kids, y'all. Black Eyed Kids. Christy, what's a Black Eyed Kid? Oh, a Black Eyed Kid is an urban legend of supposed paranormal creatures that resemble children between the ages of 6 to 16. Already terrifying. Yeah. Th- I mean, Kids if are we scary. just stopped right there, <laughs> that's enough for, <laughs> to scare me. They have pale skin, black eyes, and are reportedly seen hitchhiking, panhandling, or are encountered on the doorsteps of residential homes. This the, the th- this is why we have a ring. Well, that's why I have a ring doorbell. Mm-hmm. And also, this is one of those where I was researching it alone in the dark, or I was like driving no. home alone, and I was like, it, when you research it, it's like it frequently preys on women who are alone. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, cool. Oh, this is great. This cool. is how it happens. Yeah, great. Well, the first reported incident, coincidentally, came out of Abilene, Texas, which. Not that far from where we it's are. It's a horror show on its own of a where, town. Where, but... How far is Abilene from us? Uh, Maybe like eight hours? hours. Oh, really? It's pretty that far. Many? It's like near the Panhandle. Okay. I, I thought that was Amarillo. Maybe so. I don't know. Well, no, wait. Because Abilene Christian is a college that's not too far out. Um, it is. Yeah, that's true. I'm thinking Amarillo is in the Panhandle. Somewhere in the vicinity of two to six hours from Dallas. It's 178 miles from where okay, we're at. Okay, so that's about two and a half two hours. And, two hours and 42 minutes. Yeah. Oh, God, it's closer than I thought. Yeah. I thought this was in the panhandle. Mm, no, Texas is, is a big state. It's much worse. Well, in 19... 1996, Texan reporter Brian Bethel posted on a ghost hunting forum about his supposed encounter with black-eyed children in Abilene, Texas. According to Brian, he was sitting in his car in a movie theater parking lot, paying his internet bill. Which I love because he's like, I had to go down and drop the check in the <laughs> yeah. internet company box. Because yeah. <laughs> you couldn't pay online back then, probably. No, huh? Shout out to Brian for having the internet in 1996. Yeah, so. that was like when it first became a big thing. Well, he's an award-winning he, journalist. Yes, when uh, uh, a trailblazer. Well, he was paying his internet bill, writing a check out in his car... When there was a knock at the driver's side door. There, standing beside his car window, he saw two young boys between the ages of 9 and 12 wearing hoodies. One was an olive-skinned boy with dark curly hair. The other was a red-headed boy with freckles. They asked for a ride home to get money from their mother to see Mortal Kombat. Okay, this is a problem that's not my problem. (laughs) Yeah. This isn't like uh, a kid that's like, I need help. Sorry, bro, boy. Somebody beat us up. Can you help us call the police? It's like, we want to see Mortal Kombat, yeah. and we didn't have the foresight to bring money, and now can you... How is this any of this? No. First of all, Brian Bethel is nice because he cracks his window and talks to them. I would have been would like, be like, what? Just no, I'd be like, go away. Get, I would have just well, shooed them away with my hand. First of all, hand. I would have screamed directly yeah, in the yeah, face, yeah, yeah. and then been like, can we use you Mortal Kombat? Let me save you from yourself, kid. You don't want to see Mortal no. Kombat the yeah. movie. Um, did you see it? Uh yeah, I at the time I remember Mortal Kombat the movie and Street Fighter the movie came out at the same time. That makes sense. Uh, Street Fighter was better. It had Raul Julia in it. Um, mm. but both of them are just like fucking bad. Yeah, I can't imagine that they were. I that can't great. imagine that. Well, I mean, at no point has there ever been a video game movie that was like great. Yeah. Uh yeah. 
Brigitte Wilson was in it, though, so shout out oh, to Brigitte Wilson. Oh, okay. She, wasn't she on Flavor of Love? Oh, yes. And before that, on uh, where they, her and Flavor of Love met, where they all stay in the um, the house. Yes. And Mini-Me was on it. He goes, his name is Vern Troyer. Plus, I, lo- I got really into Vern Troyer's Facebook videos, and then he died. I know. It was really sad. There's videos of him riding around he in his He lived in, it, also in Dallas. Did he really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. We could have been friends. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been something? Regrets. My God. Well, they wanted to the see Mortal Kombat. asking to see Mortal Kombat sounded innocent enough. Mm-mm. But when Brian checked to see when the movie was playing, he saw that the last showing had started an hour ago. So that doesn't really make sense. If the kids wanted him to drive them back home to get money and then back to the theater and the movie's already been going an hour, they're going to miss the movie. Yeah, and it's like back in the day when it was like the movie, because he said that the light from the marquee was like spilling into his car and that's what he was using to write his check. Oh. I guess it's like the internal lights of his car and then also like the light from the marquee. And the marquee said like 8 p.m. movie mm-hmm. and it was like 9 o'clock yeah. already. So, yeah, it makes no sense. Also, these kids sound real fucking rude. Already red flags. Yeah. Also, black eyed kids in general, this is going to get, get your me, shit together. This is going to get me a visit from the black eyed kids. But I'm like, <laughs> you're very needy and rude. Yeah. Like, at what point has this become my You're problem? the worst type of kid yeah. there is. <laughs> Handle your problems. So, Brian couldn't explain why, but he suddenly became terrified of the boys. The one that seemed to be the leader kept trying to reassure Brian that there was no reason to be afraid. Even making comments like, we're just two little kids. We don't have a gun or anything. Okay, that immediately <laughs> says that. makes me think you have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> if you say, hey, I don't have a gun. You have a It's just like anytime someone says, I mean, I'm not racist. Whatever comes out of their mouth next is going to be super racist. Fucking terrible. It's it's a slam dunk ten out of ten times. To be fair, when I got held up by uh, a young kid, he was you probably, got held up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, with a gun. Yeah, yeah. It was me, my brother in law, and then our friends Justin and Rennie, and they. Okay, we were all drunk, and I lived in these apartments in Mesquite that are across from, like, really dangerous motels where uh, a detective I know and the Mesquite police were like, oh, like, if there's a crime, we're just like, oh, check there first, because, like, that's probably where the perpetrator is. But we were out. We had a box of ice cream sandwiches. (laughs) Well, we went to get the ice cream sandwiches from my house, because I guess it was late at night and all the stores were closed. And as we were coming down the stairs, we were trying to get in the car, and my brother-in-law, who's just like a six-foot-five wall of muscle, like, yeah. and just, like, he just, he looks like he would be in the Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. He's just like a, a wall of a man. And finish like, him. Yeah. He finishes them. <laughs> and um and this kid comes up behind him, and I just catch it out of my periphery, and somebody's, like, reaching in his pocket, and we lovingly tell my brother-in-law he has a J-Lo booty, because he's got, like, he does. He just has, like, a, you know, like a round booty. A little round And butt. so it's tight. his jean pants were his wallet's a little tight, so you can't just slip in and take it like a, a frog-ass-having person. Uh-huh. You would be able to rob them easier. So this kid made, he chose the wrong ass to try to rob. Wow. Uh, and so when he tried to reach the uh, wallet, he couldn't get it out. And my brother-in-law just turned around and slapped the top, <laughs> like, slapped his hand like a kid in a cookie jar. I was like, no. <laughs> and the kid's, like, tried again. And my brother-in-law just was like, no. And the kid just goes, uh. I have a gun. <laughs> How old was this kid? Probably like, a, I think when they caught him, he was like 16 or 17. Uh, did he really have a gun? Well, yeah. And my brother-in-law just turned around and goes, uh, he's, he talks with kind of a pretty thick Texas accent. He was like, I don't mean to break your heart, but this isn't the first time I've had a gun pointed at me, <laughs> which is like the coolest thing you could say. <laughs> it's like a very dirty, hairy thing to yeah. say. And uh, the kid was like, but, but, but I have a gun. Give me your wallet. And then our friend Justin, who's kind of like a, a bigger redneck than all of us, was like, you got a gun. 
I got a gun. And he and it was his truck. And he ran around to get underneath his passenger seat, I would think, assuming to get his gun. Turns out we were in his wife's truck. This is a very mesquite story. Oh, yeah. And his wife kept her gun in the glove box. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's fiddling around underneath the seat. Like a dumbass. Like a dumbass. And he's like, I got a gun right here. Well, at the threat of the gun. This which would make me think that the kid robbing us, maybe his gun was fake. Or he just was like, fuck it, these people are insane. And the kid turns around and runs away. And my brother-in-law throws ice cream sandwiches on the ground and goes, get back here. <laughs> and they start, they take off and chase the kid. And the kid, like, knew the apartment complex and, like, jumped the fence or whatever. And then I was left to scoop the ice cream sandwiches uh, off the how, ground. Were they saved? Yeah, they are fine. I mean, I put okay. them back in the box. Okay. They were Ooh. a little melty, but, Yeah. As but, long yeah. as they were still edible. Yeah, this was not a black-eyed kid. This was just some dumbass kid. Well, like, your he was about to get a black eye Dude, from your punch him in the face. From your brother-in-law. Yeah, he was idiot. Just like, we're just trying to eat ice cream sandwiches. Like, get out of here. Meanwhile, Rennie, who's the chillest person ever, is just sitting in the back seat. He's like, <laughs> he goes, "Oh damn, <laughs> thanks, Rennie. <laughs> Helpful. That's Helpful. hilarious. Anyway, well, he that kid didn't have black eyes." But Brian noticed that these boys... We don't have a gun or anything, mister. Blink, blink. Blink, blink. He described them as soulless orbs. Like two great swaths of starless night. Which is very poetic if you're not about to get murdered. He's a good writer. Yeah. They were black as coal and filled the entire socket. There was no white of the iris to be seen. So everywhere that your and my eyeball is mostly white, a lot of times mm-hmm. mine are red due to sleepiness or drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, allergies. Allergies. It's just, and also I poke my finger in my eye and the doctor said don't. But uh, when it's itchy, you got to <laughs> scratch it. But that white slash pink part of your eye is all black. Yeah. And then the part of your eyes that are blue and mine that are brown, also, also black. black. It's like if you stuck two black coals in your sockets uh, yeah. or like marbles because they're all shiny any of yeah, the like artist like rendering like a shark's eye yeah 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 shark babies shark babies. wait baby shark oh <laughs> terrified brian quickly made an excuse to leave rolled up the car window and threw it into reverse it was then that the boy's demeanor changed he became angry and started pounding on the window yelling we can't come in unless you tell us it's okay let us in. Mm-mm. Brian sped out of the parking lot as quickly as he could. He hesitated to glance in the rearview mirror, but couldn't resist. When he finally did, he saw that the boys had vanished. <sighs> After Brian's post, other stories about black-eyed kids' encounters began to pop up often, sharing common elements. It is always night, and often there is a storm. The person encountering the black-eyed kids was just going about his or her normal activities when the BEKs appeared. They felt extreme fear and ran away or drove away just in time. Well, and that's what he talks about being in uh, the car and that as he's looking at the kids and he's horrified and he feels really terrified, he looks at his hand and his right hand was reaching over his body to unlock the door. Mm -hmm. And he looks down at his hand and he catches himself. Like you don't have control over what you're doing. Like he was like subconsciously like, yeah, let me let them in. And he's like, I felt a fear, a feeling of dread. I felt like... Like, I was terrified, but at the same time, I was naturally compelled mm-hmm. to just let them in. Like, they have some kind of mind control or power, perhaps. Or yeah. Well, that was the first reported incident, but there's been many other incidents of black-eyed kids. In Portland, beautiful city of Portland. I've never been, but never I've been. always wanted to go. It looks very green. 
Yeah. I've been to Seattle. I've never been to Portland. Never been to Seattle either. It was rainy. Shout out yeah, to Sean Mayer who lives in Portland. Oh yeah, former he just comedian moved at there. DCH. Yeah, <laughs> former comedian. He he's current. Not, he's not funny now. That current he comedian, formerly of DCH. <laughs> well, in Portland, not long after Brian Bethel's encounter, came another eerily similar one. John Northwood was attending a work conference in the downtown area. At around 11 p.m., he got into his car that was parked on the top floor of an above-ground garage. He was starting it up when there was a knock at the window. It was another man from the seminar named Doug. He wanted to know if John would give him a ride. He said there were some kids hanging around his own car that made him very uneasy. This is the kind of thing makes you think of Parks and Rec where the lady's like, uh, please don't put a basketball court across from my house because it attracts a certain kind of person. So if you tell me a man named Doug's like, there's some kids. I just, I'm like, all right, Doug, you're yeah. kind of a piece well, of he shit. Well, sa- John said, at first he was just like, oh, are these just homeless kids? Yeah, you're being a real piece of shit, <laughs> yeah, Doug. Are these just teenagers that you're uh, being very judgmental of? It's true. Well, I do feel like uh, a lot of times teenagers can just, like, cut to the core of you. Oh, yeah. So if I walked to my car and there were some, like, tweens, I would just be like, oh, you can have it. I'm yeah, sorry. Because yeah. like, they just know your greatest fear. Anything just, yeah. that can tear you down and make you question every decision you've made in your life, they know what it is. The guy in my motorcycle class taught at a middle school, and he's just like, he he's a good-looking guy. Like, kind of cool hair, long hair. But he had a very, like, prominent nose. And he's like, yeah, I told this girl. I was like, okay, you have to go to uh, detention. And she's like, I don't have to take detention from you, you bird-ass-looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I, he goes, I was so mad. I tried not to laugh because bird-ass-looking motherfucker was so accurate. <laughs> and he goes, because I do look like a bird. <laughs> and she's like, good for him. I would have cried. He was just like, it was so good. And he goes, I was like, I have to give you two days of detention now. And she's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like she just had to say it though. But like, yeah, if you told me some teenagers are by my car, I'm like, they're so mean. Like, yeah. No. They wouldn't even have to say anything I and can't. I'd be like already in tears. You can have it. So poor Doug. Doug pussed out and asked for John to give yeah, him a ride. Yeah, and John, being the nice guy he is, drove him around the parking garage, went past his car, and yeah, there were three teenagers loitering around it. A girl that looked to be about 14 years old was leaning against the car, looking bored and smoking a cigarette. The coolest kind of kid. Oh, yeah. That was Man. me. That was me. Not cool, but you can have real, the car. real assy. There were also two boys, roughly 12 and 14. Suddenly, John felt compelled to look at them and slowed the car. There it is. You can't control yourself. You can't. The boys sauntered over to the car, and John asked them what they were doing. The younger one said... It's scary out there all alone, and we just wanted a ride home. The older one looked at Doug and said, You promised you'd help us out. Shit, I didn't promise you nothing. No, right? Well, also, so if the BEK, the Brian Bethel's was 1996, and this is quote-unquote not long after. I want to say this was like six or eight months after, Mm -hmm, or like a year mm -hmm. after. So nowadays, if some kid was like, give us a ride home, I'm like, where's your phone at? <laughs> or call an Uber. Yeah, get get, get, get on Google Maps and this, mass transit and figure it out. I feel like the uh, opportunity for black eyed kids is really passed with the coming of age technology that there's we have now. Stuff. Like yeah. I said, it's like we were talking about with just ruining stuff. Yeah. It's like back in the day, it was like, there's demon encounters. And it's like, well, you have cameras now. And it's yeah. Not yeah. It's encounters. not. It's It was a speck of dust. Mm-hmm. John and Doug felt very uneasy. But for some unexplained reason, Doug started to get out of the car. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be cool like that girl smoking. Mm-hmm. 
John then noticed the eyes of the boys. He described them as a liquid black pool. He also said that all of a sudden, they appeared to look older. He pulled Doug back in, threw the car into reverse, and sped out of the parking garage. A lot of just throwing cars into reverse. Lots of lots of uh, very quick getaways. Do you feel comfortable backing a car up? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm a really good parallel parker. Not yeah, I am too. Is. I am yeah. too. feel very good about my parallel uh, Tommy's car has... Like, when you put it into reverse, the screen comes up that shows you everything behind you. Or like, park assist or whatever? Yeah, and it'll have, like, these lines that like you can aim. gauge, like, how far you are. And my car doesn't have that. So, so every time when I'm in my car, I'm just like, oh, shit. What I am I to doing? remember. Yeah. Oh, man. So he's backing out. The kids Speed start away. chasing the car. Hell no. John was taking turns at 35 miles per hour. But somehow when they got to the bottom of the garage... The oldest boy had beat them and was waiting for them. He made a dash for John's driver's side door, but John sped away just in time. When he looked back, the boy was nowhere to be found. It makes you want to throw up. Yeah. Can you imagine speeding down a parking garage and you're like, okay, we got that away. That alone would make me throw up because I get very motion sickness. But it's like, we got away, we got away, and you get down there and you're like, God, I mean, that's there. straight out of a, a horror film. God. About 10 minutes later... They decided it was probably safe to go back, and John dropped Doug off at his car. Let's just take a moment and imagine what those 10 minutes were like with those dudes in the car. Like, did you see that? No, me neither. Yeah, we're cool. We're what cool. the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Hey, yeah. bud, I'm going to take you back to your And car. then I would, 10 minutes is not long enough for me. No. I would have said, um, where do you want me to drop you, Doug? Unless you're. I'm, I'm peacing out. You're on your own. I'm not a, like, super gun advocate, but, like, this is a moment when you want to be able to reach under your seat and be like, get away from my car, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Or at least have, like, a taser. Or just, yeah, I don't know. Something. But, again, they probably didn't have cell phones if it's 97, because even if you're like, okay, no, there's three they may kids. have had a pager. I had a beeper. Did you? My sister had a beeper yeah. with a gold chain, and she let her <laughs> nice. friend wear it at Townie Small outside the Foley's. And a <laughs> Foley's, guy kissed, oh, God. The guy kissed my sister's friend and, like, meanwhile was, like, unfurling the chain of <gasps> the beeper and stole the beeper what yeah, it wasn't cool not That's cool shitty on so many levels no. anyway so they didn't have a cell phone so at this time i mean like if nowadays again if there were kids outside like waiting outside somebody's car you just go inside and call 911 mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. back then it was like shit man no you were kind of on your own so as they both made their way home after he dropped doug off at his car john was about 45 feet behind doug when Doug misjudged going across the intersection of a yellow light and was hit by a truck, being killed instantly. John said the entire time he was giving the police report, he felt very exposed and like he was being watched. On his way home, he saw the three black-eyed teens two blocks away from the scene of the accident. That is so horrifying. What's the worst is Doug is like, oh, man, that was crazy. That was so terrifying. Whew, glad it's over. Gonna go home to my wife and kids. Pow. Dunzo. Yeah. That's horrifying. Like, when just when things can't get any worse, oh, they get the worst, the possible worst outcome ever. That's, I mean, it's like a... It's like Final Destination or something yeah. where it's just like, okay, I've escaped. I'm good. I'm safe. And that moment that you like let your guard down mm-hmm. is the moment when it happens, which is why I never let my guard down. <laughs> That's why I constantly have walls up. This is why I sleep <laughs> with cameras on. Yeah. Lights everywhere. <sighs> Man, well, but that wasn't the only no. uh, incident. Let's go across the pond, Heather. Oh, aye, aye, mate. 
That was a bad British accent. But we're going all the way over to good old England. Merry old England. In September. We just lost our six yeah, uh, UK yeah. listeners. I'm just, I, so we sorry. apologize. We're very we're sorry, so sorry for that. How disrespectful it was. In September of 2014, tabloid newspaper, which I love me a good tabloid newspaper. You can, if you need to buy me something for my birthday, National Enquirer. Oh. Any day. I was given a subscription to Us Weekly for many Christmases in a row. <laughs> They're like, Christy loves this. I love it. And Star. I had a subscription to both for quite a while. The Daily Star is this tabloid newspaper. They ran several front page stories about a black-eyed girl who was terrorizing the area of Cannock Chase, Staffordshire, England. Which Cannock Chase is apparently well known for being haunted. Mm. So, it's a hot, they, they called it a hotbed for paranormal activity. A hot, I thought you were going to say a hot mess. A hot is a hot mess of paranormal <laughs> activity. Well, according to the reports, a woman had been walking with her daughter when she heard a terrifying scream that sounded like a young child in danger. God. She ran to look where it came from. Can I just ask you as a mom, you would, like, if you were in the park with Ella mm-hmm. and you heard a little kid mm-hmm. screaming for help, mm-hmm. you'd go try to help oh, the kid. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's what this is, praise on mm-hmm. your goodness. It yeah. preys on your want to help other Your emotions. So she hears the scream. She, hears she the does scream. what any of us she, would do. She does what uh, hopefully any of us would do, runs to see what's going on. Nothing's there. But when she and her daughter turn around, they see a little girl about the age of 10 with her hands over her eyes. When the woman asked if the child was the one who had been screaming, the child pulled her hands down to reveal black eyes. The woman and her daughter jumped back and the black-eyed child disappeared. That's what happens is you, they, they don't just walk away. But they when just you, disappear. When you turn around and turn they back, they're ghost gone. you. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, I know how that feels and it friggin' sucks. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not applauding about being ghosted. I'm applauding about that joke. It was really just, good. It was thank good. you. Thumbs it up. was all right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, what's even creepier? Uh-huh. Have you seen the drone footage? No, uh-uh. So... Just a few years ago, or I guess this was in 2014, so recently, these guys took a drone Uh out over this area, and the drone catches a woman in a white dress (gasps) in the forest. Shit! And they they kind of, like, see her, and then the drone swoops back around to get another look, and it looks like... She has black eyes. Well, you can't get that close. It looks like the girl from The Ring. Oh, like really Just like white dress and long black hair. And they say this, they think they caught on camera the, this, uh. The black eyed kid. The black eyed kid that's been terrorizing things. And a, a medium who was kind of called to the case says she thinks it's a child left over from, I don't know, a while, a long time ago. That passed away from, like, diphtheria or something oh, like, like that. Oh, like a disease that caused, yes. like, bleeding of the eyes or yeah. something? Yes. Uh, yeah. Very creepy. The drone footage, I mean, let's be real. It's probably not not real. But it's... Or what if it's very real? <laughs> I wish everyone could have just seen the look of disdain Heather just gave me. She rolled her eyes and shook her head at my naysaying. <laughs> 
I'm a believer. It could be real. It could be real. <laughs> it, I hope it is real. I want I want it to be real. As creepy as this is, and it's probably like a demon, that'd still be cool if it was real. Let's save our theories for the end, because I okay. have some theories. Okay. The next one. This one is my, I would say. This is my favorite. It's, it's the worst one by far. It's like my biggest fear by far. Not my biggest fear, but like my biggest, the one, the story of these that makes me this most scared. Yeah. Well, because up until now, and then we're just giving a sampling of these encounters. There are hundreds. There's hundreds that you can read on the internet. Where a lot of shit's on there. <laughs> well, there's a, a lot of shit is out there, you guys. And this, of all of them, no one ever lets them in their car or their home. Because they don't know. We don't know what happens. Until now. Till Vermont. Till Vermont. Uh, home of bernie sanders oh god and black eyed kid encounters in january of 2016 a woman in vermont made the mistake of letting two black eyed kids into her home no you shouldn't i mean to be fair the 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 scenario that's set up for her she kind of had to i think i would have done the same to be honest i mean yeah when you listen when you hear the parameters of the story so during a blizzard there it is yeah i mean during a blizzard one evening, the woman heard knocking at the front door. Before, if you had a ring doorbell, you wouldn't have this problem. Yeah, I know. You've seen them coming up. Before answering, she looked out the window and noticed two sets of footprints leading up to the house, but didn't see a car. The knocking continued, and when she answered the door, there was a boy and a girl about eight years old standing at her doorstep. No, deal breaker. Close the door. <laughs> Do you, though? You, it's a blizzard and two children just showed up at your front door. If I had a ring doorbell. I think also you, you can't knock on my door because I have a cage in front of my you, door. You have the best setup yep. for not getting solicitors or black eyed children nope, to come nope. to your door. Someone was uh, was uh, rattling the cage in front of my oh, door once. Jesus. This is pre-ring doorbell. And I went out there and it was a lady from a local church. And she was like, hello, I'm from blah, blah, blah church. And uh, do you have a minute to to talk? And I was like feeling a little irritated because she, it was like a who does that? It was insane. Because well, I removed my doorbell because I didn't want anyone to ring the doorbell, and you can't reach my so door. So the way she was gonna get in touch with you was just to shake the cage, to shake until, my cage. Jesus Christ! Like any animal, I didn't like that, <laughs> and so I was feeling a little salty. And she's like, "Hey, you know, we're from this in this church. Like, what? Do you, well, how would you describe your religious beliefs?" And I was feeling salty, and so I just went magic. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what? Good answer. And I was like, she's like, Harry Potter? Have you ever read the Harry Potter books? And she was like, no. Uh, ma- did you say magic? Yeah. I was like, yeah, magic. Do you, you want to come in? I have some some, some things set up. I'd, I'd like love to, to read you, you some scripture from the Deathly Hallows if you have a moment. And I, she just I was, was just not... concocting a potion if you'd like to come in. <laughs> I didn't want to be mean, but also don't shake my cage. And See, you won't, we don't have a problem. I, You're nicer than me because I would have been like, do you think do you think I want to talk about God after you just shook this the Rude. thing that I'm trying to keep everyone away from yeah, I literally, making me talk about God? I don't want to talk about anything. <laughs> I don't want to talk about my AT&T service. Nothing. I don't want to talk about God. I don't want to talk about how there's a water leak in the front yard. I don't care. No. Don't bother Even me. if I agree with what you're bringing to me, no. get get off my lawn. Unless you're the Amazon man, bring him a box. That's the only time I want Stay anybody there. Stay away. Yeah. So the knocking continued. Poor she lady. answers the door boy and a girl about eight years old standing there she noticed the children were not at all dressed for the weather and immediately became unnerved by them 
Against her better judgment, she let them in out of the cold. Because all these people describe a feeling of dread yeah. and fear. Like and... you can't explain why, but all of a sudden just a feeling of dread comes over you. Ugh. I mean, and that's your gut telling you something's wrong. Like yeah. they always say, like for women to trust your intuition. I think I've said before, like there is a chemical that people emit when they're about to do something dangerous. And your body can like sense it. Your body can, you can smell it. That's Subconsciously you smell it. That's why. Mm -hmm. And they say in a lot of these cases too, where there's pets around that pets will like bark, bark, bark. And then when you open the door and the black eyed kids are there that your pets will like go. Ah, mm -hmm. ah. Well, my pet wouldn't. No, not Lucy. She's a princess. Lucy would rip those eyes out and have them she'd for her little them. toys. Yeah, she's a monster. But they've said a lot of the cases, like dogs that are normally like pretty protective or whatever, would just be like mm, cower and, and fear. like cower and go and like hide under the bed uh, in the other room or whatever. And yeah, it's like it's because some they're sort of sense. probably mind controlling them. Or they the dogs are smelling the thing you're talking about of like emitting oh, yeah. an odor of. Well, like, then danger. a good a good boy would go for the throat. <laughs> And protect their owner. Well, that's what well, we well, this They weren't dogs, but this woman did have cats. And as she walked the children through her house, her cats began to hiss and run from them. <laughs> Which, like, they cats do that with demons, too. Mm-hmm. When she asked the children questions, they would always reply with, Our parents will be here soon. Mm -hmm. The woman offered the children some cocoa. And when they looked up to take their drinks, she noticed their eyes for the first time. Come on. You didn't look them in the eye? <sighs> that part of the story. I would of, say. Kind of a hole. That's why I always drill people right in the eyes. Yeah. I just make sure I make so really. Look me in the eye before I'm letting you into this house. Make very intense eye contact that just makes people very uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And it's worth hey, it. I'm you know safe. what? You've probably saved yourself a Thousands lot of encounters of with black-eyed children. Thousands. Countless times. Suddenly, the children asked if they could use the restroom. At the same time. Mm, probably, like the little girls from The Shining. Creeps. We want to use the restroom. Come play with us no! forever. Please don't play with each other in my restroom. <laughs> Trying to remain calm, the woman showed them down the hall. Locked that shit. Mm-hmm. It was then that her husband's nose began to bleed. Good God. And the power went out. Fuck a bunch of this. Yeah. I mean, at this point... I would leave my house. I know there's a blizzard. Burn I'd be like, "Honey, grab the tissue. I'm grabbing the keys. The, they can ha these kids can have the house. Burn it down. The cats, fuck the cats. The They're cats, on their own. They, they can survive. They're yeah. good. Cats They're are cats. resilient. They're cats. They're yeah, resilient. They, know, they can go for days yeah. by themselves. Very resilient. Well, as the woman went to grab some tissue for her husband, she noticed the children standing motionless at the end of the hall, staring at her. You can't see me, but I'm vigorously shaking yeah. my head. No. They said, our parents are here, and made their way back out the front door. Ah. The woman watched as they walked towards a black car that was now parked out front. Next to the car stood two tall men in suits. The children and men got in the car, and it drove out of sight. This is the only report of someone inviting them in. What happened to the husband? That's the one. Where the husband, six months later, mm -hmm. was diagnosed with a very rare form of skin cancer yes. that is mostly seen in people who have been exposed to extreme levels of radiation, mm -hmm. and he got sick and died. And the woman started to have severe nosebleeds yeah. all of the time and said she was in, quote, the worst condition of her life. These kids come in. 
wreck a bunch of stuff. It's like having a baby. It she, just ruins your I'm life. Not, I'm not going <laughs> to argue with you on that one. <laughs> you she, have nosebleeds. She attributes the, all of the sickness to the the children coming there. She thinks if she never let them in, no, none of it would have happened. happened. Well, I mean, she may not be wrong. No, she might not be. Well, there's a lot of common things in all these encounters that we're seeing. So the general description, so everyone can be aware of, am I encountering a black-eyed child? First of all, look them in the eye. Yeah, that's step number one. Do they have just uh, a, a black sea of nothingness where their eye sockets should be? God. Well, they also resemble kids between the ages of 6 and 16. Mm-hmm. In the U.S., they seem to only appear at night. But in England, they've appeared in the daytime. So they are uh, time zone sensitive. Yes, very. <laughs> yes. They ask for favors, like to use the phone, use the bathroom, get a ride home, or get something to eat. So they're needy little shits. Yeah. Well, okay. they're just children. Well. They wear dated clothing. Losers. Like gowns. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're just losers. They're just nerds. No, they wear <laughs> they wear gowns, and uh, there's other reports of them wearing like tattered jeans or tattered pants, and then like uh, plaid shirts or like. So they're improvisers. <laughs> <laughs> Stand up comics. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're just, just people that we know. But yeah, it's... <laughs> just comment, just comedians. Yeah, uh, just tattered clothes, and they're just vaping. <laughs> And just drinking whiskey. Yeah, pretty much. No, but they... Oh, and also they travel in small groups of two to five. These are total stand-up comics. <laughs> oh, man. No, but yeah, it's like they said that they look like they're maybe from like back in the day, like the 1900s. Like, like early the Depression 19- era? Yeah, like yeah. early 1900s or something. Yeah. Well, they will approach an adult who is alone in a house or a car. The adult, like we've said, will feel an overwhelming sense of fear before realizing something is wrong. Another one of the women who did not let the kids in, and it was the one with the dog, ran off, and it was Halloween. And she said that that it was uh, Halloween night, and they had a pretty popular neighborhood, but that usually trick-or-treaters stop about 10 o'clock because it's like, you know, it's like too late and everybody's out of candy. And she said it was about 1130, close to midnight, and there was like a knock at the door. And she just, she and her husband was like, oh, it's probably just some kids mm-hmm. trick-or-treating. And they looked out, and it was two little kids. And they opened the door, and she said that they were like, you must let us in. We must use your bathroom. We must call our mother. And one of the two kids was crying. One mm. of them was, like, very insistent and stern. And the other one, the littler one, was crying or, like, kind of whimpering to uh, to himself. And the woman said that she, before she knew it, she had, like, not only was the door open, but she started to take a few steps like towards the kids. And again, it's like she felt then she felt an overwhelming like sense of dread and terror and then stopped herself and realized like, oh, shit, like I just walked like four steps out of the house and I'm like right in front of these kids. Oh. And then she's like, oh, let me go in and ask my husband. And which, you know, one thing good thing about the patriarchy is you can use it as an excuse <laughs> yeah. for shit you don't want to do. And that's a good point. And she closes the door and then looks out the window and the kids were like suddenly like on the corner of her street, like under a street lamp. Like she's like, there's no way they could have gone that yeah. far that fast. Like they basically like not teleported, but were like, yeah, like suddenly we're like under a street light. Uh, and then she didn't end up letting them in. But it's again, it's that feeling of like, you're alone and you're scared, but also at the same time, you're like drawn to them somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's another one. I bet Halloween is a really they good they night spike. for black eyed children. They said black eyed kids, uh, like sightings spike in the month of October yeah. and especially Halloween night. It's like, uh, well, I, as we all know from last episode, I had some very hot takes about American Horror Story, but it's well, like you said the, it sucked dick. Yeah, I, think I did. Suck. Pretty sure that's exactly what you said. 
<laughs> but the season one is when only on Halloween night is when all the, the bad shit dead people can come out and do stuff. Damn. Uh, the kids that died in the high school. Fuck. Yeah. Again, pets whimper and cower around the black-eyed yes. kids. And they speak in absolutes, which this is really creepy. It's like, very rude. You, and, yeah, and just arrogant and bossy. You must let me in, or we have to use your phone. First of all, you don't have to do anything. First of all, I don't have to. I don't must nothing. <laughs> I, don't I must, must not do nothing, anything. nothing, have to nothing. Mm-mm. But they always use please, thank you, ma'am, and sir. So they try and make it seem like we're polite, we're respectful. We don't have a gun. Let us use your phone. We don't have a gun. We must use your phone. Yes. You must let us. You must ask us in. The older, bigger child typically makes the ask. The younger child looks quiet or shy. The kids will stare at one another in psychic communication like they have ESP. They exercise a hypnotic pull on their victims, drawing them to unlock the door, move closer, mm-hmm. or let the children in. They cause lights to flicker and power outages, suggesting they are radioactive or maybe have telekinetic fields. Interactions with them can cause nosebleeds or skin cancer, as if the victims have been exposed to extreme radiation. God. You know who else causes no- nosebleeds? What's that? Slenderman. Yeah. Well, and they they're said probably that, friends. They probably are. They're Maybe they're proxies of Slenderman, because they said that when they theory. knocked on the door and they said our parents are here and it's two tall dudes... <sighs> My in question. suits, it's two Slendermans. I was going to say, I don't want to. Sl- is the plural of Slenderman Slenderman? I think it's Slenderman. Because uh, my question is, is like we Meet covered Slendermans. That's <laughs> like a family show. <laughs> it's like the Brady Bunch, but the Slenderman Bunch, and their children are black eyed kids. But I was like, when I was reading that, it was two tall men in suits, and I was like, we went over Slenderman, but I never clarified if there's only. It's like Santa Claus. Like oh, there's only yeah, one yeah, yeah. Slenderman, or if it's a like it's like a tiger. And there's, like, all kinds of tigers in the world and more than just the one tiger you see. Like, is there all kinds of Slenderman? I love that you went tiger on that. <laughs> I don't know why. I was just like, oh, what's <laughs> that? That was the analogy. It's like an animal in the zoo that one would see in the zoo. Uh, just, I would say polar bear, but when I lived in Chicago, polar bears are my favorite animal. And uh, I always wanted to see the polar bear at Lincoln Park Zoo, and I saw him zero times. Because he was always hiding? It's a goddamn lie. I think there's yeah. not a polar bear there, and they're just like, well, if we just tell them that they're like sleeping. They usually look really sad. Yeah, I'm sure he is fucking sad. I saw them at the San Diego Zoo. They had a nice setup, but I'm still like, man, you you would love to be in like in the Antarctic. Arctic. Yeah, the Arctic shit. would friggin' rule. <laughs> yeah, San Diego is not appropriate. I habitat. mean, it's great weather for us. It's not an appropriate not so habitat much for a polar bear. But yeah, it's like, is there more? Like, there are more than one polar well, bears. There's more when than you one. were a kid and you believed in Santa. Did your parents say like, there's one Santa, but then he has all these helpers, and that's how they would explain the Santas at the malls and stuff. No, she, my mom was just like, that's not really Santa. Oh, I think my mom would say those are his helpers. Or that is really Santa. And if you're like, well, if that's Santa, then who's making the toys? She would just be like, that's not really Santa. Mm. So oh. your mom, Nancy didn't, she didn't try and pull one over on she you. She mince words. <laughs> we were annoying kids and we would like dig. I remember one night, one Christmas Eve, Shannon and I, uh, my sister's uh, like five years, five months older than me. And she was like, tonight's the night. We're going to wait up for Santa. Because I think a kid at school had maybe like clued her in. Like, your parents are probably Santa. And my mm. parents, to their credit, were like a united front. And they were like, no, hell no, we're not. Absolutely not. 
And um, we were like, we're going to stay up. We're going to stay up. And so I slept on her top bunk because we were going to like mm-hmm. like stay awake together. Inevitably fell asleep. Sure. And then by the time we woke up, the presents were there. And we're mm. like, oh, he came. He Shit. did it. <laughs> Meanwhile, your parents are just waiting outside the door like, are they asleep? Are they asleep? Those little we got are, 10 minutes. <laughs> they're still talking. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I always think like, is it cruel to do Santa? Because now that we have a... A baby. You have to decide. I mean, she won't know about that or be able to, like, even appreciate that and for several years. But I'm like, that's so weird to just, like, lie about this thing for, like, years. Is it lying or is it, like, perpetuating, like, a memory generation? This is the argument that most people have. I mean, we are going to do it because... It's fun. Our therapist was like, do you really want her to be the kid at school that misses on Christmas it's and true. Santa Claus? I think about when we had Tyler on the show and he's like, he had to be like, I can't eat a cupcake for your yeah, birthday. Yeah. Like you, you're, you're the weird kid yeah. that your parents won't let you do Santa Claus. Also, then you've got to worry about them telling all the kids that do believe in Santa Claus, like spoiling They're their, gonna get in their trouble shit. And, yeah. yeah. And then nobody wants to come over to the Wallace Brown house because they ruin, <laughs> they ruin everything. Ella's a little, uh, yeah, she's spoil sport. And she <laughs> yeah. tells them all. I remember coming home and my mom's like, uh, I told my mom, a kid at school said Santa wasn't real. And my mom's like, well, as soon as you say he's not real, he doesn't bring you presents anymore. And I was like, I still believe in Santa yeah. to this day. Yeah. My mom still wants us to believe in the, she'll be like, well, the spirit of Santa Claus. Because I have two Santa's younger brothers. all of us. Yeah. So I obviously stopped believing in him before they did. But she would be like, if we don't believe in the spirit of him, he's not going to bring anything. And I always even after i knew of santa still appreciated getting santa presents oh yeah it's like a fun nice yeah. like cute thing to and do. i look forward to doing that with ella too yeah it's just gonna be when you have to tell them he's not really real what <laughs> but i mean i think too like, we all figured it out and we were all still fine so it's well, like it's nobody cute. yeah when your parents are still stoked about it it's still cute. yeah it makes so it, it doesn't, exciting you don't hate them or whatever so oh great so Black eyed kids, I think they're more real than Santa, maybe. <laughs> yeah. What do we think? Or our parents are all black eyed kids. No, I, well, here's, you mentioned some theories. Okay, here's our theories. Here's some theories about what these little bastards might be. Yeah. Demons. That's, there's some holes in that theory. Yeah. Because demons uh, are. They're like, usually very vulgar. Yeah. They, they're interactive. interactive. They possess people. They possess other people and like. There's a thing in Chicago called the Devil Baby of Hull House where allegedly Dude. this lady had a baby and it came out and it was a baby. Imagine this like a newborn baby that looks up at you and is like, you're a stupid motherfucker, <laughs> which sounds like <laughs> <laughs> sounds hilarious, Christy, until it happens to you. Uh, it's kind of like just imagine how crazy that would be. <laughs> yeah. Until like all these people are freaking out because basically this baby was just talking mad, like roasting people. Wow. It came out shit. as like... Uh... What is it? Not Jeffrey Ross. Jeffrey. I wanted to say Bob Ross, and I was no. like, "That's not Bob Ross." Jeffrey Ross. I would love if a baby came out like Bob Ross, though, and he just had that Bob Ross fro. Was, was he like, like nice and I'm fluffy? Just gonna put a little, put a little bird. Happy over little accident. Happy, happy little trees over here. Yeah. So they, you, so like these kids are restrained and speak in limited phrases. Mm-hmm. They're not cursing at people, and they're not. No forceful no so people i don't say think demons, demons scratch demons like will scratch you in the night or yeah. bang on the walls and the demons you don't have to invite them in they just straight up they go just, wherever yeah, they want they go wherever they even a they uterus it turns out because the devil yeah. baby all else yeah so we're debunking demons so these are not demons ghost this is so there are several kinds of ghosts yeah and i just feel like, like people because like, they are just 
people that aren't living there anymore. Are, and there's like the spirits that are sort of on a loop that sort of just repeat and they're mm-hmm. not aware that they're ghosts. There's ghosts that have unfinished business. There are ghosts that know they're ghosts. Mm-hmm. But in all those cases, they're not like solid right. apparitions. Yeah. And these kids all seem to be, no one says that they're see-through. Right. Also, ghosts can just fucking walk through walls, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So these kids must be like invited in. They can't just, they knock so that, you know, if there's a knock on your door, yeah. that in they have a they have a materialized hand. Yeah, to they're do solid. That. So yeah. I don't think it's a ghost. So we're debunking ghosts. How, ghosts do vanish, but that doesn't mean that that these kids sure, are ghosts. Sure, sure. Here's a word that we don't use enough. I love this. And word. by we, I mean America. <laughs> Bringing it back, ghouls. <laughs> I I looked up ghouls because it was like is such a great word. Do you think it's a ghoul? A ghoul is a. a, a more from like the Middle East and Israel. Oh, I looked into. I did not know that. Yeah, they're monsters who live in graveyards who feed on human flesh. They're Yummy. also they've also been seen in deserts, mm. and they prey on like the weakest of the herd or children, and then they take on the form of the person that's most recently wow. eaten. So that would be a sense that maybe if they ate a child and then could become you know come after somebody else, but then that would make sense why they're. I mean, preying on a person that's alone in their car, alone in their house, that kind of makes sense because mm-hmm. they're preying on someone that's alone and weak vulnerable. or whatever, or vulnerable. But there isn't really anything to say that they needed permission to enter anywhere. Yeah. Um, so we're debunking ghouls? I don't think it's a ghoul. Okay. I so love no ghouls. On It's Always Sunny when they're like, what are you into? And Charlie's like, ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what do you hate? People's knees. <laughs> I love Charlie. <laughs> So it's not, sorry, Charlie, Charlie Kelly, it's not ghouls. Here's one where we're starting to get into maybe, maybe this is a little more in the realm of possibilities. Cl- I'm closer on, potent- this is probably my best guess here. Vampires. Yeah. So they're pale. Yep. Only Check. come out at night. Check. Check. Can't enter a house without an invitation. Check. The only thing is, is that the radioactive yeah. element and, and blood sucking. There's not any blood sucking from the BEKs, the radioactive element. But it does, there are, I would say, reports, but really I'm just kind of going off of, like, lore, like vampire <laughs> lore. like Reports and lore interchangeable you know, when we discuss um, facts. It's true. But the, the vampires, uh, like, especially in uh, Dracula, it's like, uh-huh. open the window. Uh-huh. Like, they can kind of, like, vampires have, like, a little bit of telekinetic and power. And mind control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mind control. So that kind of makes sense. So they're like baby vampires. Little baby vampires. Which is kind of cute. They're so little. They're just trying to get their first kill. Little baby vampires. Why don't you let us in? I just want to suck your blood. They just want to be friends with you and give you cancer. They just want (laughs) to give you a... You know, fucking nosebleed. Maybe that's why they're trying to get noses to bleed so they can get their suck on without biting. Oh, because they're just, they're little baby birds getting getting the first little taste. They just need a little suck. But the the guy in the parking garage in Portland who said that they suddenly looked older Mm -hmm. could maybe be like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer situation, which you haven't watched. But when the vampires go from like... very disappointed. Just condescending not that you've ever watched Buffy but I'm going to watch it because I've had so many people at this point recommend it should it's... I just start with season one episode oh, yeah. one yeah yeah, yeah. Just is start it going to be very dated it's so cute though it is. it's I very mean, it's 90s. 90s right yeah, which it's I really love 90, I early love the mid 90s so I'll probably and Sarah really Michelle Geller's cute and Joss Whedon wrote it so it's like really funny but when the vampires like David Boreanaz Angel or whatever looks like hot David Boreanaz and then when he goes vampire style mm-hmm. then his face gets all mashed up yeah. and like wrinkly so yeah. that would maybe explain like a, what, what's the blonde one's name on that <gasps> spike spike oh my yeah. gosh I didn't spike really... was hot though <sighs> 
Were you, were you Spike or David Boreanaz? Okay, so I first, when I originally was exposed to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I have only watched like halfway through like season four or something, and it's when Buffy and Spike have a really unhealthy, mostly sexual relationship. Spoiler alert. And um, I think I knew that, actually. I called my friend Gypsy, who's like, she loves Buffy, first of all, but she's like my resident, like, paranormal. When my old boss yelled at me because he didn't believe me that a silver bullet could kill a vampire, I, like, was <laughs> he like... yelled at you? He yelled at me about a lot of stuff. You I got into an argument with your boss about that. How? How did we get on that subject? I don't know. You tell me. Anyway, the episode of Buffy, <laughs> where Spike and Buffy are having sex, I was, like, so concerned about the physiological aspects of vampire sex oh that's because I, I was mean, like they don't... I, I think that's valid do they have blood inside of them because when you stab them in the heart Who, the vampires yeah like is there blood rushing through their veins because boners in case you kids didn't know <laughs> is the it's when blood rushes to the penile region of mm-hmm, a man mm-hmm. and i'm like if he's able also then do vampires come we don't know I was texting Gypsy. We all, don't, but all, some do. I texted all these questions, and she's like, "Why don't you just look this up on the internet?" I'm like, "You'd be surprised what kind of stuff comes up if you type in vampire erection." I, w- I wouldn't be surprised, but I am going to Google that later. Oh, <laughs> it's nothing. It's not the science that I was looking for. Right. Sure, it sure. Was not smut. the vampire science that uh-uh. you were looking for. If I was going to posit a guess, mm-hmm. I would say they do not have human blood inside them. They have, like, they would special just, vampire blood? Or maybe no blood. Because then how does the boner work? How does a boner work with no magic? blood? Okay. Just, just vampire. I'm supposed to suspend my disbelief that a vampire gets an erection without a pumping heart? I think, I think they get... I mean, they're not human, so they don't... We can't really attribute any, like, human physiological response They get hungry. They get hungry For and they... For blood. But they get horny. For puss. <laughs> you haven't watched. You don't know, but I think they do it as vampires, not as humans. So They're, how but they he's would... having sex with Buffy, and she's a human. Yeah, but she loses her virginity to Angel. Wow. Spoiler God, again. I wish I could say I lost my virginity to a vampire. To David Boreanaz. Either I, way, no, I would choose Spike. Would you really? Yeah, yeah. I think he's hotter. He's you know what? And then you watch it. It's like a really... I don't want to get into too many Buffy spoilers, but it was on the air 30 years ago. That's true. But, like, they... Spike, like, loves her a lot, but it's, like, really one-sided. And, like, it's kind of... She doesn't love him back? Well, she doesn't. She doesn't. And it's a whole thing. She's real hot and cold, just like a vampire. Oh! Get it? Hot, (laughs) but also cold. But that's... I don't know. I'm very concerned about vampire erections. So if any of our listeners have any answers, please don't send pictures. No. Send facts. But send facts, because I don't understand the physiological nature of a vampire erection. I'm going to look this up, and I'll have a PowerPoint prepared for next... Thank you. So episode the BEKs potentially could could be vampires it could be here's another one that maybe aliens we haven't talked about aliens on the show a lot oh, we should do an alien episode soon we should there's we've mentioned them having maybe being a possible reason for things like the triangle and stuff Correct. but we've never just done a straight alien abduction we did an alien abduction scene in our show the other <laughs> we day. sure did that was fun but yeah we i don't i don't know i we, mean they have pale skin but bald. aliens are usually described as gray. And bald. And bald. Um, They're short. They both have black eyes. Black eyes and short. And from the, the Vermont story, she saw them getting into a black car with two men in suits. Men in black. Here come the men in black. That seems very men in blackish. But hmm. 
I don't know. I'm not buying it as much as the vampires. I would, yeah. If I had to put a, like a ranking of like more likely mm-hmm. or less likely, it's more likely vampires than aliens. Mm-hmm. Here's a little more darker explanation. Mm-mm. The spirits of lost or murdered children. That's, that's sad. <laughs> but maybe Occam's Razor. You know what? Maybe it makes the most sense. Just, they are kids. Yeah. Or it's just something else. That's probably the explanation, like hallucinations by the people seeing them, mischievous teenagers playing pranks, because you can buy black-eyed contacts online or at Party City very easily and put them in your eyeballs. And it may have been that the kids that wanted to see Mortal Kombat, Mm -hmm. that's what it was, is they were just like trying to be spooky, freaky little kids, and they're like, heard something from... It was 1996, so maybe they something off of Buffy, or they've seen oh. the interview of the vampire or something, or oh, old Dracula. God, with... He was bribed. It was so fucking hot in that movie. <laughs> You're like, mm, look, speaking of vampire <laughs> erections. Oh, um, yeah. I have an erection for a vampire. No, but the the this sort of dovetails into the next possible explanation, where the initial one was like maybe some kids being shitty kids, mm-hmm. and the guy wrote about it. Because there's like pr- evidence and proof of Brian Bethel's initial encounter that he posted on this ghost uh, forum yeah. or like a mailing list or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so there was proof that this actually like that his, that he said it happened. His, yeah. That his account was like documented at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's seen on the internet. And then what's the next potential explanation? So priming, yeah. which is, this is what I think can explain so much, even though I don't want to, be a disbeliever. And just debunking everything. Yeah. So priming, when you read about a phenomenon, you are more predisposed to be attentive to it. So if you're reading reports of black-eyed kids, this might make you more attentive to kids and teens seeking your attention in the dead of night. So, like, if he wrote about black-eyed kids mm-hmm. on his message board, the guy in Portland maybe saw three teenagers, but in his mind, if it's dark out or whatever, and he's like, oh, God, I think they had black eyes or whatever. Can I blow your mind for a second? Please. They had never spoken about it. What do you mean? The the the. So I read the entire chat room copy and paste. Oh, okay. Where John from Portland told the story about when he met these kids to Brian and they were, so they were internet friends, Okay, but they had never spoken about the black eyed kids. So Brian hadn't posted his story. When Brian posted his original story, it was after it had actually happened and John's had already happened too. Okay. But then they discovered, oh, we both had this happen Similar to us. Similar thing. And we'd never spoken about it. Whoa. So, that being said, it priming is a very logical explanation. So, only an activator stimulus that is appropriately vague in the right circumstances sets off the connection between the knowledge in your brain and your senses, making a false connection between the two and leading you to a flawed conclusion that isn't supported by evidence. Hmm. Paranormal investigator A. Milhorn, I like that he doesn't want to give his first name out. It's just A. Call me A. Call me A. Call you a what? Milhorn. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you think I'm funny. (laughs) Well, he says that given priming and pareidolia which is basically 
say, for instance, you look at a, um, a, a rock wall mm-hmm. and you see the face of a monster in this rock wall. And therefore you're like, oh, this must be haunted because I'm seeing a demon's face appear. Mm. No, your your brain is... I think we've talked before, like our brain naturally wants us to make connections or, or just like be able to label everything. Mm-hmm. We can't do the, un- we, we don't understand like things that we can't explain. Yeah. So we see this face and we're like, oh, that's a demon. Yeah. But if you really, and I'm using this example because the thing that I read had a picture of this wall and it had a little circle of like where the demon would have been that mm. people say they see. But then you start to look at all these other parts of the wall, and you see the same. You see faces everywhere. Yeah. So it's like it's you like just a test. Around. Yes, yes, yes. So it's a frame of reference of scary stories can cause people to falsely perceive these experiences, which is really like like the power of suggestion. Any any time you, it's like when you've never heard a word before, mm-hmm. and then you hear this word, and Everyone then all of a sudden you amazing. hear it everywhere. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this word. Must I, I can't believe it's being said all the time. It's always been said. You're just more at, in tune to hear it now. That makes sense. Yeah. Like you're you're more, you're paying better attention. Yeah. Specifically, yeah. to a specific thing. And it's recently been brought to your attention. So it's like a little ding when you hear it. Mm. Like your brain is just more likely to like pay attention to it. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Also... In 2013, Mm. all of these black-eyed kid encounters started becoming a lot more reported. Maybe it was because the movie Black-Eyed Children Let Me In was being made, and there was a little viral marketing going on. Viral marketing is such a scam always. I want to see this movie, though. Isn't it a crowd? It's like a Kickstarter movie. It's It's, crowdfunded. I think so. Yes, yes, yes. Have you seen Let the Right One In? No. Oh my god, you've got to. It is. What's it about? Incredible. Uh well, the original one I think was made in the 70s and then the remake was a couple years ago. It's um it's a vampire movie, oh. but it's honestly it's more of a love story. Oh. It's like a beautiful Sounds like Buffy the Vampire love story. It's it's very very good. Dang. Have you I ever seen it. This isn't You said love story. Have you ever seen Crimson Peak? Oh, my God. No. What is it? We add it to the list. You haven't seen it? Mrs. Winterborn, Crimson Peak. What was the the other one? Where Where the Heart heart Is. is. Which I mentioned in Improv Practice today, and David Allison laughed so hard. He was like, (laughs) I haven't thought of that movie in forever. I'm like, well, hang out with me, kid. Crimson Peak has Tom Hiddleston, who is one of my celebrity crushes. Who's that? Tom Hiddleston plays Loki in the Avengers. He's British. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about him in something yeah. else. He's my celebrity crush. He's um, hot. I said I wanted to move to London and marry Tom Hiddleston. So That's also, you guys, if you could tag Tom Hiddleston on Twitter and have him listen to the podcast. Yeah. Tom, I'm single. Very cute. Fun to be with. We were talking about the other night when his name came up that how we will all move to England if Trump gets reelected. That's what it was. That's what it was. And then we were like, oh, and then we can meet these people. And, and I can be friends, friends with, with Tom Hiddleston. And, um... Anyway, he lives in a house with his sister, and he, he goes and finds a wife and brings her back to the house, but, like, the house is haunted, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a gothic romance or whatever, and they call it Crimson Peak because the house is on, like, red clay, so then when it snows and the dirt starts to come up, instead of the snow being, like, dirty, like, a grayish, mm-hmm. blackish color, it's, like, red. It looks, like, like blood. bloody. 
And then uh, the house holds many secrets. Oh, uh, stop listening now if you don't want a movie from five years ago to get spoiled. <laughs> but like Jessica Chastain is his sister. I like Jessica Chastain, she's real scary and she's really mean to the new wife that he brings in, and like really like. And it turns out that the sister is like in love with Tom Hiddleston. Ew, her it's brother. Gross. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Took a Game of Thrones turn. It did. It took a Game of Thrones turn. But Tom Hiddleston's so hot in it. You can well, just see his butt. Oh, like, like no pants, but oh, yeah, nice. Get full cheekage. I got a crimson peak every 28 days. Hey, you know what I mean? Hey, <laughs> but seriously, tag Tom Hiddleston in this. Oh, and I, I tagged John Cusack several times so last week. Fucking rude. He hasn't called me. <laughs> it really is. John, come on. I know that you're upset about this political climate, <laughs> aren't I? I'm the same. You can bond over it. With I'm her. a lawyer. We'll talk about it. Oh. Also, just get naked and talk about Ooh. it. It'll be great. Little pillow talk, yeah. Little we'll John talk, Cusack pillow we'll talk. Talk about our emotions. So, what do we think? What What is your? Oh, and then the other one is how do you say it? Aaron? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a near a near a which is a medical condition. Correct. If you get stuck in the eye, or you have a congenital a chromosomal mutation that causes, but that doesn't cause the whites of your eyes to be black. It causes like where you have blue eyes and I have brown eyes. Instead of it being blue or brown, it's all black. Mm. Like it causes your pupil to just be humongous. You're, so you have no, you have no there's color. There's no difference between there, your iris and your pupil. Correct. And it's like, you technically do have some color in your eye, but it's so, it's such a small ring that it can't be seen by other people. Like, Can you see normal? I think so. Um, I think you do have issues. But, um, God, well, your biggest issue is how others treat you, like probably. Fucking creep. No, yeah. Kidding. But, yeah. Uh, so, well, so even then, you have white in your eye, though. Yeah. So that's kind of, we're going to debunk that one. Correct. So I don't think it's that because, yeah, you have, you would still have white. So what do you think it is? It's got, I mean, the only logical connection, the only logical explanation is vampires, right? <laughs> I think so, yeah. The only thing that makes sense is these are baby <laughs> vampires and they are not strong enough to overpower a human yet. So they have to rely on trying to sneak their way in. Nosebleeds. No. And then, yeah, the nosebleeds and radiation's freaky. Maybe they're like some kind of government experiment and they've escaped or something or. Or. I don't know. It's just creepy pasta that's just made up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Brian Bethel was pre creepy pasta. That's my. I'm going on the record saying that's what I vote. Brian Bethel is an award winning journalist that to this day writes for the illustrious Abilene Daily News. <laughs> well, you I know will what? not have you besmirch his good I, name. I think we should try and get in contact with him. He's, he said he gets emails all the time. He set up an FAQ on his website, oh. like answering questions, because he said he just constantly. He's gets local. Emails. I yeah. mean. Ish. He's, he's local-ish, and maybe we could interview him and have like an actual first encounter story. Well, he's always. I would to love talk. for Brian to be able to change my mind. Uh, well, we'll tweet at Brian. Okay, tweet at Tom Let's Hiddleston. Tweet at John Cusack. Always, always. If you guys, by the end of this podcast in several years, if I don't get at least one celebrity date from this, <laughs> it will be for nothing. Yeah, also, same. I have done. No, I'm married. No, you so, shut up. You get to be married to Tommy. He's a celebrity he dream a, date. He's my celebrity um, dream date. He's I would perfect. just like to meet these people. That's but fine. I can date him, and you can meet him. Okay. Um, also, don't let's stop at a time limit of a few years because we're gonna do Forever. this podcast I'll right do this until podcast infinity. Until I die. <laughs> Um, put put the microphone in front of my mouth in the nursing home. I'll still have something to say. Oh, I will never let you live in a nursing home. Oh my god, thank you. You would come live with me before we just oh, nice. uh, be like cocoon. Golden girl style. Gold, oh, I'd love just that. eating cheesecake and talking. Tommy's Tommy's Dorothy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just crap myself. 
Tommy is Dorothy. <laughs> he is the personality wise. He is the Dorothy. I'm obviously, I'm obviously Blanche, and you're obviously Sophia. We just need a rose. Oh man, <laughs> that really tickled me. You're cracked, Christy. Cracked, y'all. But I cracked myself. She's gone. <laughs> you called your husband Dorothy from the Golden Girls. Like, yeah, you're you're laughing. You're crying. Oh man, Dorothy's my favorite though. Yeah, she's the best. She's so and good. That show is so fucking good. Oh, I know. Golden Girls. Oh, oh man, so good. Speaking of shows we love, shout out to on Instagram um, at Shop Pixel and Ink. She always comments really nice things on our post, and Thanks, most recently no. she was like, please don't ever stop referencing my favorite shows, like Arrested Development and King of the Hill. In the office, which and I the love. office. And, and I, I will not, ever, because no. my entire brain is just made up yeah. of quotes I mean, I don't think shows. it would be possible for us to stop referencing. No. I asked her what her favorite office episode was, and she said... Safety first. Oh, it's such a good one. Where they accidentally throw the watermelon off the roof and it bounces and it hits Stanley's car. <laughs> and he's like, call the law offices of James P. Albini. <laughs> See if he does hate crimes. And when they're like, Michael's going to jump off on the roof onto the bouncy castle. Oh, yeah. And she's like, and Pam's like, he's going to kill himself pretending to, to kill, kill himself. himself. Yeah, that Dwight, was you so good. Dwight, you're in slut. Yeah, I'm one of my coworkers, uh, who's by, by far my favorite coworker, and he's just so funny. And um, he, he has a really dry sense of humor, and he'll just be like, well, I'm going to quit soon, so <laughs> it won't matter. Um, but he won't, like, he's not, but he does it as, like, a bit. But he loves quoting The Office, and he'll, I'll, like, send him something, and I'm like, hey, does this look good? And he'll just write back, yeppers, which is from The Office, where Jan's like, what did we say about yeppers? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he loves to quote The Office yeah. and Arrested Development, too, so oh, we will not stop. I know, never, never. Doug Carvel for just being so supportive. He sent us a really nice fan email. He is so supportive. He, is he had supportive. me listen to Dr. Death, which ruined my life, and I listened I'm to it. I'm on episode three. It's great, but it is <sighs> fucked up. It's intense. It's intense. Uh, also, we started uh, Serial today. Oh, it's I mean, really I good. Did. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Shout out to Julia Sakura, who's like an amazing stand-up comic and a great friend who suggested today's topic. Yeah, she did. And uh, Nod Button, she is a Canadian listening from Finland. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks she for listening. She messaged us. And what was really funny is she was like, um, I, can, I can't really tell you apart so much, but one of you has a much more Texas accent. <laughs> and I was I like. I think we know. I think we know who that one is. <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, my brother-in-law, Aaron, who, uh, threw down ice cream sandwiches when mm-hmm. I was in danger, but to save me, but also came to my house and hung up a bunch of soundproof panels. So now I have a pretty much a podcast studio in my yeah, house. It's great. And who gave us those? Podcasts? Uh, super duper shout out to Gaunch and his wife, Kelsey, who unfortunately for us has moved to Los Angeles, yeah. but fortunately for you Californians, please enjoy Gaunch and Lady Gaunch. Kelsey is an amazing hairdresser mm-hmm. who styled my hair so beautifully she does mine and too. gaunch is uh just amazing to know and also create random stuff like a bunch of soundproof panels that mm-hmm. he then gave me because he couldn't take to la so thank you super nice shout out yes thank you to all of them i'm gonna do a preemptive thank you to everyone that was come to our live show oh please do october 26th 11 30 p.m at dallas comedy house 3025 main street in dallas dallascomedyhouse.com for your free ticket but if you want to get one go ahead and get one so i think they want people to get to have an idea of like how many there's gonna be like a head count go ahead yeah. and go and download your ticket you just have to put in your email yeah and 
I did create a link on our fancy new website. Yep. So you can just, uh, on the main page, it says upcoming live shows in the taskbar, and you can just click that, and it takes you directly to it. Centersterhood.com. Yes. The best thing you can do for us is to tell a friend about us that you think might like us. Also, wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, rate and review and subscribe. And, yeah, definitely tell your friends. It really helps us grow and get more exposure, especially if you follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod. And you can like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. Uh, Christy, where can these nice folks find you? I am on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace and Twitter at Christy or GTFO. I'm on Instagram at Heather versus the world and Instagram at MCK versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Sinisterhood.